Huzzah, Rangers! This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers show. I am joined with a very, very special guest this time around. He is Carlos Labato. Carlos, how the hell are you? <laughs> I'm good, Chris. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good. My name is Phil. Whatever. No <laughs> big deal. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, so we, we were just talking off air. We, we, we've had multiple conversations prior to this interview. So I'm so very, very happy to have you on here, Carlos. Um, let's talk about your origin story because you're a big, big super fan of the Free Jacks, but you also are the owner of Incafy, which I'm wearing your hat and also this awesome screen printed T-shirt that you yourself designed for your own company. So let's talk about um, just where you're from. Uh, so I am, I'm originally, I was born in Europe, so I was born in Lisbon, Portugal. So, um, I'm not from here, but I came here when I was 14 and, uh, you know, I've always been in Massachusetts, but I lived a little bit all over. Um, mm -hmm. I went to high school in Revere yep. and then I pretty much lived in the South shore ever since. So spent a lot of years in Quincy, Braintree, and, uh, now I live down in Norfolk, a little closer where our shop is. Very good, very good. I know that we're uh, we're having some adult beverages tonight. I've got the ectoplasm <laughs> right here. This is from a um, a cidery far from the tree in Salem, Massachusetts. It's got nice. uh, green peppers, jalapenos, and kiwi in it. It's a little spicy, but uh, yeah, what you got? Do you do you work up a sponsorship yet? Uh, that, hashtag not yeah. a sponsor, but we do have some uh, sponsorship uh, availability for our associate sponsor level. So yeah, if they want to get in contact with you, that would be great. Call. Yeah, I'm just having uh, just Captain and Coke. That's nice. That's what you my drink of choice. Classy, love that. Um, I, I, you know, we've talked about your background previously, but I don't think you're you've ever really been a rugby guy in terms of actually playing the sport. What is your origin story with rugby? Yeah, so no, I never played. Uh, probably looking back a little bit of a regret, I, I would have loved to have played. Um, yeah. I've always been, you know, sports my entire life. Um, you know, I've always liked, you know, just, you know, all sports in general, but mm -hmm. uh, especially when it's a little more physical. But with uh, rugby at the time, so like I mentioned earlier, I was born in Portugal. Yep. And, uh, you know, it was big then. It was unbelievable to see them in the World Cup. That was, mm -hmm. I mean, that was such, I was so proud of that whole moment. It was, it was amazing. But uh, yeah, growing up, I played a few sports when I was younger. Um, you know, we we have hockey, believe it or not, but we play it yep. on roller skates. I play that too. And uh, so at the time, my school had rugby. And I remember just, I just remember liking it, watching it, never played it. I was doing other stuff. And that was kind of it, to be honest. Like I came to the U.S. Um, my high school team didn't have it. Um, I fell into playing football like immediately fell in love with it. Like you're typical, yeah. like, Hey, you come to the U S you're Portuguese. They want you to play soccer. Right. You know, I right. spent my freshman year kicking a ball around. I'm like, but I didn't like soccer. It was just because I was Portuguese. So yeah. after a little while, I'm like, you know, found football, fell in love with it. But I, I can genuinely say like rugby just wasn't in the radar a lot at all. Yeah. And then, um, you know, fast forward to, to, to college, uh, you know, it was a little bit of a tough time, you know, culturally, you know, still, you know, I barely spoke the language, right? And, you know, I was definitely struggling a little bit just socially and just, you know, I had a good time. I played football. People knew me. I, you know, I, I did well, but like it wasn't, sometimes I felt it wasn't necessarily my people, you know, like it yeah. just, it, I had a tough time. Yeah. And uh, so I'll actually say a story. I haven't, I haven't thought of this person in years in case through the grapevine. Hey man, I, I don't know if he maybe quite understands how big of a role he probably played in helping me at that time, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. having a place to feel welcomed in. But that was a kid. Uh, so I, I went to school at Curry 
uh, there was, you know, town behind us was in Hyde Park and there was a house there. It was the rugby house. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it wasn't like official, it wasn't like frats or anything. We had a small, pretty small school. His mm-hmm. name was Sully and he used to, you know, he had the rugby house and literally it was a place to hang out. And so at the time I used to, you know, we were playing football, so we couldn't do another sport and it played at the same time, but I would go and just watch the games and then it would hang out with them afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, uh, especially, you know, I had an injury my sophomore year, so I had a lot of time where I wasn't playing. And especially when that happened, I really felt like a weird, you know, I didn't really hang out as much with the guys cause I couldn't play mm-hmm. and I was trying to rehab, but I was always felt welcomed at the rugby house. And it literally where I spent pretty much the next two years, was hanging out with those guys. It was a place wow. where I could just go, you know, yep. and I wasn't, again, like I said, like culturally, I think it just fit. There was a lot of guys there that were a little more international. Yep. Uh, there was a lot less pressure, you know, if you can imagine college football, yep. these dudes, you know, it just was, you know, um, I just felt really welcome there. So Sully, yeah, uh, you know, um, it, it, it was, it was pretty special. It'll just, I always felt welcome there. I never had pressure to be anyone I wasn't. And I pretty mm-hmm. much just sat there and drank my beer and, and that was going to help the rest of the years go by. And it was a pretty good, it was a good time. But anyway, again, college ends, you know, go on to do other things and rugby really just isn't in the radar at all. I mean, like it wasn't on TV. You'd watch mm-hmm. six nations here and there, right. The Banshee and Dorchester watch a game. Sure. But, yeah. You know, it was kind of, you know, and then boom, you know, MLR, right. Yeah. Uh, I had, um, you know, long before anything to do with the Free Jacks, uh, you know, all of a sudden I see this ad and I'm like, MLR, New England's getting a team. Like I go running to Katie, we're at the shop. I'm like, love, like there's going to be a rugby team in New England. Like let's get, let's get season tickets. You know, I'm already thinking like, let's, you know, this is amazing. Like I'm in. And then COVID sure. hits, like the whole thing gets yep. canceled. I'm like, yep. what? You know, Bummer. and that was kind of it. Like we literally thought like, oh, you know, I don't know. I feel like the buzz was gone. Like I wasn't thinking about it. Yep. Um, we didn't know what was going to happen. And then, uh, and then randomly again, I'm at work, always at work. I get a phone call and it's Ollie. Uh, and at the Our time, boy. Yeah. yeah, he just calls and, and Ollie's like, Hey, you know, I'm with this uh, team called the New England Free Jacks and, you know, uh, <laughs> looking for some shirts and found you on the internet. I'm like, dude, it was like, you know, so in a way, like for me, the sales pitch at the time with the Free Jacks was literally like, keep it in the family. I'm like, yes. I'm somebody that was already going to go to the games. Like right. I was all in on just being a fan of the sport, a fan of the team. It's yep. Like if you're going to print shirts anywhere else, like where are your guys? Like, why would you, you know, you got to support local. You got to keep things within people 100%. that want to support each other. Yes. And, uh, and the rest has been history in these last, you know, three years. So it's been pretty cool. I mean, it's been a wild ride. I know that you do a lot of the merchandise. We're going to get into that a little bit later for the free jacks and other sports teams out there. You know, we follow your Instagram. We, we like to post your stuff as well to show off exactly what you guys are doing over there, which is top, top notch stuff. I mean, this shirt right here just says it all guys. Like this is designed by Carlos himself. Um, so, I mean, you know, they're legit with, with this, this stuff that they're coming out with, uh, I highly encourage everybody to go follow Inkify on Instagram because some of the stuff is really, really, uh, primo stuff. You got to check it out. It's, uh, it's fantastic for the eyes, you know, it's very, very visual pops for sure. But, um, yeah, man, just talking about rugby culture and how it's different than American football, you know, there's, there's just a different vibe with rugby. There really is. And like people that either played it or people that appreciate it, we can all get together. And it's like this, this little small club that it's like it's so niche right now that we're just like all a part of this. And we're all, it's very, very welcoming. If you appreciate rugby or you played rugby, then you're one of us, you're part of the family. So I'm so glad that you were able to find that. 
um, and experienced that in college, and that has continued on with the New England Free Jacks now. Um, we've talked off air quite a bit uh, at this point because you are the primary sponsor. Uh, Ecofy is now the primary sponsor of the Jacks Ranger Show. Very, very happy and humble to ha have you on board. But we've talked about your background and some of the stuff that you tell me. My, my jaw is on the floor because you've just lived such a full life already. And I think we're kind of in the same age group. And I'm just blown away with everything that you've done so far. Mus musician college football player, artist, poker player, small business owner, all of this stuff. Do you ever just sit back and take stock of everything that you've done so far? Um, I mean, that, I mean, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I mean, so like maybe not enough. Yeah. Um, I had, so I actually just had about two days ago, just had an interesting conversation just about pretty much on this topic. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, like, I don't know, as you get older, your, your, you know, friend group definitely gets a little smaller. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I have, you know, my, uh, my friend, Alberto runs unbelievable company. He's got a, a clothing line that basically him and Luigi, like, you know, they've built this thing from, from ground zero, you know, so we, we chat a lot, we can fight in each other a lot as small business owners, just mm -hmm. sometimes just good to have somebody to vent in, you know, yes. it's, it's cheaper than therapy. We just talk to each other. And if he's having a bad day, if I'm having a bad day questions, but anyway, we were chatting a couple of days ago and uh, um, he was kind of actually alluding to this a little bit where, you know, he's, he's having a, like I said, his business is unbelievable. This last year, they're skyrocketing. And um, mm -hmm. I think he's starting to get to something that I've struggled with here and there where he's missing moments, right? You know, things right. that um, that he doesn't get to appreciate or just times that he's, you know, he wishes, you know, so in a way, like I feel a little bit of that. So like, you know, it's hard to answer, but like, do I have a, you know, take time to stop and think about, you know, the things that I've done? It's mm -hmm. like, of course, I think they come up in small little conversations. You know, you and I have chatted about some things and I always kind of get it. It's kind of a, a nice thrill to go through like memory lane and think of these like wild stories. Yep. But what does happen a lot is like time is moving so quickly, like you're constantly just yeah. working, you know, that you do lose kind of track of that a little bit, yep. you know, and, uh, you know, you fast forward to things like what we've been going through the last couple of years, you know, just in general, everybody, and it's, and, you know, and, and sometimes like, you know, you, you don't stop to think about those things and you do miss that time. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think it's what we sacrifice, um, you know, to, to keep growing the business or to work hard or to, to kind of build whatever, you know, like I said, in his case, in my case, I think it's, it's sort of what I was kind of saying to him. I think that's just the price we pay yeah. to uh, keep like growing and staying focused and, mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, kind of going to the next level, if you will, it's like, it comes at that price and you, you don't take stock of things that are happening. You do lose, you know, things that you wish you could do. You know, as a matter of fact, they've had two unbelievable pop-ups in New York City. I've wanted to be at both of them. Both times I've missed it. And that's yeah. what I was telling him. I was like, you know, I'm so proud of what you've done. And like, and I, I can't be there to spend that time with him and, and be part of his journey because, you know, so one day I'm going to look back on that and there'll be yet another thing that I've missed out on. But right. so no, I uh, probably don't think about it enough, but the memories are there. The, the close people that I share them with is cool. You know, there's little instances where like Katie and I will be out and somebody will walk up and, you know, says hello. And like, and that's a cool, always a cool feeling, you know, and like, yeah. and you share like a quick story. It actually happened at the Free Jacks uh, for, well, actually at the, in between days. So okay. I am yep. walking at, you know, veteran, you know, and all of a sudden I see our old guitarist and she was playing in one of the bands. It's a new band. And she no was like, kidding. 
she had just been on stage. And I'm like, holy shit. And it was just like, it was awesome. such a cool, oh, sorry. I don't know if you can No, you're good. It was, such a, it was such a cool little like moment. You know? So little stories like that are cool. You yeah. always have a little blast from the past that you run into, but, um, but yeah, probably not enough. I mean, that's the thing is I know that I talk to you quite a bit and you're always at the shop. You're, you're always super, super busy, which is which is great yeah. because, you know, you're getting stuff done there. Uh, a lot of production going on there at Incafy. But at the same time, it's, it's always nice to be you know grounded or in the moment if you can. And but it's also nice to be nostalgic. Right. And, and look yeah. back on things and 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 have gratitude, lead with gratitude. That's always always a very, very important thing to do in life. And, you know, I just think it's really, really cool. The stories that you've told me so far, I'm just like, wow, this is awesome, man. <laughs> You've done so much uh, in, in a sh relatively short amount of time, right? We're not old men. I mean, we're getting older, but we're not old. We're, we're, we're feeling old, but we're still young. Right, exactly. <laughs> we're young at heart. Um. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, last night I was at, uh, we were at a game last night, and I, I tell you, I got up, and I'm like, oh, this is too cold for me. I'm just like, everything hurts. Dude, uh, yeah, we're getting same. old. <laughs> These rugby injuries are creeping back up on me. My hip uh, it kills me sometimes when I wake up. But it, yeah, it, it was a small yeah. price to pay, right, for immor yeah, immortality. Yeah. Um, but um, let's talk about Incafy real quick here. You, sure. you sent this over to me. We, make sure you guys follow them on Instagram. Incafy USA is the handle there. So how did Incafy get started? That, that's where I really want to start with talking about the small business. Yeah. Well, so um, it wasn't my first business. Um, I think I've always, I've always enjoyed business in general. I've had, mm -hmm. I started my first kind of, you know, business when I was in college and I've always had something, but yep. I did have a professional life despite, you know, in spite of having been in like bands and doing other things, I always had like my safety net. I had yep. job full time. I don't even know if a lot of people know that, but I mean, I had a real job. So, and, uh, so I was a graphic artist. I worked at UMass Boston. I mean, that's what I went to school for. And, uh, you know, 13 years that I worked there, very proud of that time. I had an unbelievable, um, you know, boss that, you know, she, I think that a lot of how I run my business now is probably modeled after how she treated me and the, and the trust that she gave me when I ran that job, mm -hmm. when I ran that, um, you know, when I had that job. Yeah. But, uh, so with, you know, at one point we were about three or four years with raise, you know, they weren't funding our raises. We were part of the MTA, which is the Massachusetts Teachers Association. And it just, you know, it's one of those things where everybody had something going on the side. So yep. me naturally, you know, the band days had kind of ended at that time, mm -hmm. but I still knew a lot of guys that were in bands. So it was one of those things where I would just like, you know, I would just draw a shirt. Maybe somebody wanted something. I'd put together right. a t-shirt or like a CD cover. And it was always one of those things like, you know, it went from like, hey, can you make me a shirt? I'm like, sure. To, yep. hey, can you print the shirt? I'm like, well, I can't print a shirt, but I know it. Yeah, right? Yeah. But I was like, hey, I, I can't print, but I know a guy, and I would yep. outsource it. You know, I just sent it to somebody that I knew that was into shirts. There was a right. lot of guys at the time. Those guys in other bands. For some, like, there's so many band guys that are, like, printers. And, yeah. Bands uh, you know, need merch, right? Yeah, yeah, band. exactly. And and then you have that niche because you have all your friends, you know? Yep. One of, you know, one of my, like, I used to love Tree growing up, like, the band, you know, when I was kind of just going to shows. I mean, he still prints shirts to this day, you know? And uh, so anyway, we would just source it out. And there was like a point in time, I remember it was like probably the span of like a January, February, a couple of months had gone by. And I looked back and I, I had outsourced $21,000 worth of printing. And I'm like, man, like I could just be printing myself. Right. So it was kind of, it didn't come lightly because obviously I had a career and I knew, you know, I don't know if I quite knew the time it was going to take, but I remember thinking like, let's try. And I did start with just like a simple setup. Like I had a little home office. 
I just got like a digital printer, which by the way, it's garbage. If you buy stuff online <laughs> and it's digital, it's, you know, I learned the hard way why it doesn't work, right. but it started that way. It did, it did kind of, you know, that's where it all started. And, um, and then it was just having that kind of initial group of friends, you know, that were in bands and needed shirts. Yep. Uh, I was already into my, you know, I've been into martial arts since like my twenties, but I was doing a lot of jujitsu stuff already at that time. Yep. And, uh, you know, and my instructor, he was pretty much my first client, uh, Dedeco, he, you know, he had unbelievable, like, I mean, he had schools, affiliates at the time, the business I think was structured a little different. We had so many schools and I was like, Hey, if I make shirts for him, I can, get you know orders for like five six different places yep. and uh and I, I remember literally reaching out to him going hey you know if i got this thing do you want some shirts i just wanted to make sure I, if i was spending the money i would have you know the business yep. and uh and yeah the rest was history for that it just it kind of grew little by little i did start out of my house a lot yeah. of friends still make fun of like coming to pick up you know in my kitchen and boxes everywhere and thread everywhere but uh yeah and just little by little you know those kind of there was some milestones of when things grew and went to the next level in the business but mm -hmm. that's where it all started yeah i mean we were talking about it previously it's like friends and family first you know that's who right. you, you reach out to and that's who fulfills order, orders at first but then word spreads and then you know we, we are you know fast forward to now you guys are doing big big numbers with big big organizations which is really really impressive i wanted to ask let's say i'm a rugby team or a rugby organization that needs t-shirts or maybe even hats or any type of embroidery how do i reach incafi and how can you like walk me through the process from first contact hi carlos i need shirts to product shipped what goes into all of that yeah sure i mean so one thing that i take pride in just to kind of throw it out we're still a contact business mm -hmm. i think there's this epidemic of you know you know you go online you can't call anybody you can't see anybody you can't visit anybody we have a shop you know so yep. starts there if you want you we you'll come visit uh, we have a little showroom we have shirts everywhere kind of showing examples of what we can do different techniques different ideas mm -hmm. um it's pretty much what we try to do with our instagram which is just they're just ideas they're just cool shirts that we've done uh, but you know essentially where it all begins where it all begins is artwork so somebody has an idea send us the artwork an email is fine call me if you want i have my phone number on the website maybe it's crazy but you know that's why i have to mute this thing because it'll ring all night but uh, <laughs> i don't mind that it's how we built our business yeah i take zero credit for this but i once saw on the side of a truck it was pretty cool it was a slogan that just said um big enough to serve you small enough to know you and nice. i really thought that was the coolest thing i'd ever seen i was like that's how i want to run my business and I, I i hope that we've done that where yeah. you know it's just me and katie in the office side anytime you call this, you're not going through 30 people hoping to get the right person to talk to. It's right. us. Good and bad. The yeah. bad is sometimes, you know, I can't, like, I can't, like I'm alone in the office and it takes a little bit of time to get back to everybody. But, you know, I, I hope that when we do, we take care of everyone. You know, um, we focus on quality always hundred percent. We're not the yep. cheapest, but we do good work. I hope. Yes. Um, I think the customers that we've cultivated is all ba based on like the relationships, the trust, uh, the integrity. We do some contract stuff where, you know, we're not out there trying to steal and poach clients. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we ship blind ship when we have to, you know, we print for companies like Puma and, you know, that stuff is getting drop shipped to, you know, footlockers all over the place. Like we're not blasting our name on it. Crazy. Uh, you know, so we've built the business very differently. It's definitely a, a small family vibe, like, you know, but we do big, we've been fortunate to do big things. You know, we yeah. put out, 
you know, three, 4,000 shirts a day. Um, you know, we, we hit over a hundred thousand prints a month. Sometimes it's, it's a pretty wild, um, it's, it's pretty surreal sometimes of just how it all, how it all came to be, but we're almost 15 years in. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's incredible numbers that you're throwing out there. And it, it's one of those things. It's like, it's people first, obviously, if you want an order, you're calling Carlos or you're calling Katie and they're picking up and they're like, yeah, we can help you. And then the quality is fantastic. I've been wearing this for about, <laughs> you know, two hours and it feels like my own skin. Like, you know, and, and by no the way, that shirt. what's that? You know, there's no ink on that shirt. Wow. That is a hundred percent water base. So we, we do that for our shirts uh, just because it helps us kind of when we give gifts away, but if you run your hand through that, you won't feel anything. There's no ink there. Oh, right. So what yeah. we, what we actually do with that is we remove the black out and yeah. then we redye it, but we redye it in the shape of a shape, you know, whatever the design is. So huh. that's actually just the red shirt, purple shirt, yellow shirt. There's no more, there's no ink there. It's all water base. Um, so wow. super organic, super soft, but anyway, Sorry, no, it's in, it's an incredible quality shirt for sure, and the design is fantastic. And it was his design. You know, you're an artist at heart, and you, you you're the one that's creating all of these these graphic designs that go on the shirts. I mean, I'm sure some clients, you know, they have their own idea, but if somebody is like, I don't really know what I want, you're the guy that's going to help with that. Yeah, unfortunately, we do a little less outwork these days, but yes, like from um. You know, like, you know, we've been doing the, the UMass hockey program for years and they do this big codfish bowl in the 58th year. You know, Peter comes to us like we redrew that whole thing for them. Like we did a full design championship. Nice. Like it looks cool. So yeah. like we absolutely still do artwork, but it, sometimes it's getting a little tough, you know, yeah. just because we're more production driven or production focused, I guess. Like mm -hmm. it is about the production. The ideal is like, like you were kind of going back to what we we're talking, you know, you mentioning, you know, if a team needs something, it's like, um, you know, come to us be like, hey, like we'll say the mystic, right? Yep. This is our logo. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. This is what we need. Yep. Let's just put it on some shirts and we can advise like, hey, this is better quality. This is soft. This is cheap or whatever they may need for the budget. But yes, like send us the artwork, reach out, say, maybe tell us the budget. We're like, we need to make like a hundred shirts and we only have like a thousand dollars. What can we do? We'll find the right shirt for that. We'll find the right, like maybe drop a color. Let's do, you know, navy blue on white. Don't go do yeah. seven colors and turn it super right. expensive. But all that type of stuff, like we truly care about like the decision making, even with the free jacks, uh, when we deal with AG, have the conversations we have. And that kid, by the way, unsung hero, I think AG is amazing. Like I'll, he know, like I do a lot of work at night sometimes, like 10, 11 o'clock at night, I'll call him, he picks up and we're like brainstorming all the festival shirts. Nice. And, uh, you know, like sometimes I only have like a day or two to print those because we're waiting for the game and kind of figuring yep. out merch and, uh, you know, like. And that's what we do. Just be like, hey, this got too many colors. How do we drop it down? And then sometimes Oliver gets involved and he'll knock down yep. some colors for me and, and we boy, kind of clean things up. Yeah, Oliver's yep. the best. He's Funny great, dude. man. Yeah. And and just uh yeah, so it's it's like teamwork. We we kind of talk with the clients, we figure it out. But anyway, if they need shirts, that's what it is. Get us artwork, send us an email, we'll brainstorm what we can and can't do, the best way to do things. We're not out to just like, you know, we don't want to just kill it on every order. That's not how you build relationships long-term. I'd rather just do what's right for the order, do what's right for the budget, but then do shirts for you for the next 10 years. That's far yep. more valuable than telling somebody $20 a shirt, killing it one order and never hear from them again. Like that's right. not, 
tell you right now, that's not how we run our business. It's all about relationships. And that's how you've built this thing from the very beginning. Um, that's evident with what you've described already. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about how you guys, you know, do the free jacks, but there's other high profile clients like Puma and stuff like that. Um, other sports teams, the WNBA was obviously, you know, previously involved with, uh, with Incafi. So who else uh, are you guys working with? Uh, oh, I mean, like pretty much everything like we, I mean, just this week alone. Um, so the paths, they're across the street from us. So our shops in Walpole, I know I, I said I lived in Norfolk, but our shops on Walpole, right on route mm -hmm. one, we're a stone throw away from Gillette stadium. So yep. we do a lot of work over there, but just this, so just this past weekend, uh, players wanted to wear a Lewiston shirt and support. So they reached out, they're like, Hey, this is not a mass order. This is not going to be for the pro shop. We just want to do shirts for the guys. And we got to print those, you know, we had a couple of days, but we banged it out and they flew to Washington with them. And then, uh, you know, a couple of days after that revolution reached out and they had something kind of go wrong with an order and they're like, can you help us? And we did like 180 beanies for the playoff game yesterday. And, yeah. uh, you know, and it's so amazing to be able to do projects like that. They're just personally cool because, you know, we care about the sports and the teams and I'm a Absolutely. big sports guy in general anyway. Yeah. But so, I mean, we do, you know, we've done some, some, some fun stuff. I mean, we did, we've done, you know, championship shirts, Patriots when they won the sixth Super Bowl. I mean, we've we've done some yes. pretty cool projects. And you know, they're not guaranteed. We don't get it every time. Some of that right. stuff, you know, that does go out on bid. But uh but yeah, so some in of course like free jacks, you know. And yep. TK's been very gracious. He's connected us with other teams. Um we got uh um the you know the girls like uh, WPL the women's Premier League yep. um in you know we did some shirts for them in a pinch when they were having a hard time to like just finding a shop I think logistically they're a little further away so mm -hmm. I think they do print out of places but when somebody needs just a little emergency with air and everything we do is in house right so we're not outsourcing Love anything that. we do all our own printing all yep. our own embroidery so we are in control of the schedule I mean there's times that if we can't do it, we can't do it but our ability to do everything in house, we can control that schedule. If there's an emergency, like, Hey guys, want to stay late? If everybody's in for overtime, like we'll do it. Yeah. So, you know, that's one of the benefits of having everything produced here. So hundred percent. So, you know, ultimately if you're a local rugby club or just, you know, a part of an athletic team that is watching this or listening to this right now, make sure you check out Incafi. They will do you right. 100%. <laughs> um, Quincy is another uh, Massachusetts town, along with Walpole and Foxborough and all the places that we've talked about already. Um, the hometown of our Free Jacks, by the way, Quincy, Massachusetts, it holds a special place in your heart. Talk about that a little bit for us. Yeah, so, yeah, Quincy is, uh, you know, definitely a lot of stories for Quincy, but Quincy was pretty much the first place, well, the second place I lived, but first place after Revere. So I moved here from Portugal, lived in Revere for four years, uh, and then I moved to Quincy. So my family still lives in Quincy. We're, you know, stone throw away from the stadium. Uh, they live on Wellston Hills. And uh, so, you know, been in Quincy a long time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we had, uh, you know, some of the first jobs that I had through college were in Quincy right on Hancock Street. I've had a business <laughs> down there that's still there. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, a, a few years back, uh, when my mom first got sick, I really needed to like lessen the load. I had a lot of stuff going on at the time mm -hmm. and just, um, you know, I, I sold that back to the original partners that we all started with, mm -hmm. but Alpha Omega Hobby game store. I'm a big board game guy. For the people That's a that, big that uh, haunt for uh, our boy <laughs> yeah. Diamond Dave loves going over That's there. That's it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I met Dave, I think originally there we ran, you know, then randomly ran into him at the Free Jacks, but, That's uh, right. yeah. you know, cool store still there. And, uh, you know, but yeah, so Quincy's, you know, pretty good. 
Absolutely, man. Love Quincy. Fort Quincy is going to be bumping this year with the New England Free Jacks in 2024 coming up. So let's get into that. We're, what, uh, 28 minutes in and we're finally going to talk about the Free Jacks. I know a lot of people are like, oh, they're going to got to talk about the Free Jacks at some point. Yes, we're going to talk about the Free Jacks right now. You're a Free Jacks super fan. You're a season ticket holder. I see you at every single game. You always make a point to come up and see me, which I appreciate. Shake my hand. Tell me, tell me how you're doing and that sort of stuff. So what were your overall impressions of that championship run in 2023? Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, just like we were, we were speechless over the whole thing. I mean, you know, so, okay. So you you take, so there's one thing that I did in general, and I know I showed it to a lot of the boys in the team and just kind of jokingly, but you know, the year before stung, right. Of all teams, New York, brutal. I kept those tickets because we had tickets, right? We had the season tickets. So as soon as we got into the playoffs, we immediately bought all the games and, uh, and then it got canceled. Right. So I kept that on my phone and I told the boys, like, I'm not deleting this until we make the finals. So I used to show it to a couple of players, joking around, I showed it to Mags. (laughs) I was like, I'm not deleting this off my phone until, you know, so as this run is happening, I mean, the team's doing unbelievable like mm-hmm. you know everybody i mean mitch you know i don't want to name individual players they're all right you know, right they're all good they're all good yeah, yeah. unbelievable i mean jp is crazy balakon is going crazy conradi i mean like literally everybody was just crushing it crushing yes. it i yes. mean q you know the whole canadian contagion coming on and just dominating you know like so good and uh so but then there's that game, right? And I was genuinely nervous when we got to the Eastern Conference oh, Final because I'm like, I this know, is, man. you know, like this is where it went wrong for us. I mean, we, yes. we shouldn't, like, we were dominating that game in one turn of events and that whole game turns on us. Yep. So Katie and I were pretty nervous and we knew in our heart of hearts that, you know, if we won, we were going to Chicago. There's no question. Oh, yeah, whatever, no question. Whatever I had to cancel was happening. Mm-hmm. But me being the crazy superstitious person i am I'm like i'm not buying tickets and she's like oh i'm like i'm not i can't do it so yeah. you know i didn't want to jinx it i didn't want to pre-buy tickets i know you and i talked about that right because i went up yeah. you told me where you guys were gonna stay and i'm like yeah i was like i can't do it and uh <laughs> so but you know that day i think tk hooked us up for that game we, we were on the other side uh and we got to watch the game like pretty close there and and you just knew it i remember distinctly like uh q comes out and I mean, this guy's beat. He's been playing, you know, 50, 60 minutes at this point. He finally, they rotate all the forwards. He comes out. He's the first guy to literally never sits down, stay standing. He's yelling the boys on. And I'm like, we're going to win this thing. And a little bit before the game actually ended, I'm on my phone. I'm booking the tickets. I think I texted it to you. I'm like, that's it. Tickets are booked. Yeah. We're going. Nice. Yeah, and I remember so it was that. A pretty special, that was uh, it was a pretty special, uh, you know, run. It was it amazing was. that they made it. Uh, it. It was an unbelievable season. It was, was, man. You know, I haven't really, I mean, I guess I kind of have, but not to the extent that you would think that I would. I haven't really thought about it too much. We're going to be thinking about it, obviously, because we're ramping up into the preseason here in January. It's just right around the corner at this point. But, you know, what you're talking about is is also just making, it's, it's becoming clear in my mind once again about how magical that season was. And, Man, I just really hope that they can repeat because it's just really, really special stuff when you've got a team that good and a coach that good and an organization as good as the Free Jacks are. I mean, they deserve nothing less than to win championships. And it's so I'm so glad that we finally got that one out of the way. It's it's the monkey off the back. We exercised the demons at Fort Quincy in the Eastern Conference Final. (laughs) It wasn't against New York, but D.C. I hate them almost as equally as much, to be honest with you. So it was nice to, you know, knock them down a peg or two. And to get to the final, man, it's just – I remember being 
terrified, not terrified, but worried that we were going to lose. And I, because we were the underdog in that game. And I saw San Diego warming up with synchronized um, jumping jacks. And I was like, who, who are we dealing with here? Like, <laughs> what type of super team, you know, dream team is, is coming in here at the final doing synchronized jumping jacks? I was like, we might be in trouble. But for us to have the type of team that we did and, and the love that they have for each other that I know is, is there, that exists in that locker room, we were just willing ourselves to win that game. Uh, and, and what a special final it was, man. Uh, I, I'm just so happy to, to be it a Free Jacks was. fan. Um, I think it was like the epitome of like individuals versus team. And I don't want to – I mean, San Diego went on a believable team. But like even – I mean, again, like I don't know if we can talk about other teams in Bad Mama Lou. But you saw what he was trying to do, right, with that drop kick. Like, that was selfish. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. play the, you know, like he was, you know, and that's the difference. Mm-hmm. We were a team. And they're a group of with really pure good individual grid. players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, were, they were unbelievable players. There's no doubt about it. We saw yeah. what they did. Unfortunately, they took down a couple of our records, you know, as far as, like, winning right. streaks and all that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, they just, you know, they weren't the team like we were. I mean, those, you know, like, the guys were playing for each other, and it showed. I mean, that was yeah. all season we did that, all season. I think that's a great way to describe it is, you know, we had a, a cohesive team that loved each other and they won the championship because of that. It was a team effort. Yeah, so you'd love to see it. So question for you here is, can we? So before it? before the question, oh, oh yep, good go thing ahead. I just stopped you. Before the question, <laughs> rule for the rest of the show, for the rest yep. of the season, all season. Anytime Let's you say the word repeat, you have to make people drink because we don't okay. want to jinx it. So yeah. no talking about repeating. Knock on wood too. It's bad luck. I'm knocking right now. I hope you All can right. hear that, folks. I almost heard that R word. What were you going to ask? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, can the Free Jacks win again, I guess, maybe is a better way to put that. Do we I have mean, an first win? Yeah. I mean, we don't know the roster, right? But, of course, we can because I think it starts before that, right? And I'm not saying this to be cliche. Like, I mean, like, we – I think what we've built is unbelievable from the ground up. That's what was successful in the first place. It was culture. Mm-hmm. It was the togetherness. Like – you know, and maybe other teams are doing this, but, you know, you and I sometimes get a little bit of like the insight info what these guys are doing and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't know if other teams do that. I'm not connected to any other teams, but like, right. you know, just to, I don't know if, you know, I, I, I'm sure I can say what I'm about to say, but, you know, like, so we do like some special progress for the guys, right? So we, right. because we get to do some of the board, we see some of the stuff, right? And, and some of these, like, you know, they have the, you know, the team games that they do and like, but, you know, and, and we do like, you know, little, you know, the hats that they wear and stuff, you know, and the point is like all these like little projects that are like private, right? But what they're doing is they're building this unbelievable like brotherhood amongst yeah. these guys, these little game. And maybe other teams do it. I have no idea. But as long as we are doing it, we're building this culture of like friendship. You yes. know, these guys truly love one another and mm-hmm. they're going to war with one another. And I think that, so can they win again? Of course they can, because as long as those traditions continue, as long as that mindset continues, as long as enough veterans are coming back and passing that on to these new guys coming onto yep. the team, like, you know, maybe we pick up a crazy guy from San Diego. That's a big star, but you know what? Like this is not San Diego anymore. This is right, you gotta fit this in New England. This culture, is how we yeah. do it here. And exactly. that's where I think people like TK Killer because they yep. know what's going to fit in. Uh, and I think we proved that. I mean, you know, I know just as like fans, right. One of the saddest things you see guys go and you're always nervous who's coming back. And I remember like, look, potty came into a tough situation, right? I mean, he was replacing Walker, right? I mean, at first few games, everybody's like, you know, you know, who's this guy? Yeah. Right. Right. But the coaches knew he was the right guy and he did it. You know, it was unbelievable. And then when Walker came, there was no question. Like we knew like that is potty's place. Like, I mean, he's earned it. He's playing it. He's, you know, and just, 
I think the coaches, uh, so can we do it? Of course, because those decisions are being made at that level to bring in the right guys with the right attitude. I mean, look, again, I couldn't speak highly enough of the guys from Canada, like, you know, Cuba and like, unbelievable, like, yeah. because it's, it's their, um, you know, so humble, so mm-hmm. nice. So like, it just fits. And I think so if Canadian. we continue to do, yeah, yeah. But amazing, you know, those yes. guys. And it's like, you know what? I'd rather keep it like that. Like we, yeah. you know, there's no room. I don't think the individual, the individuality of like some of those players, like that doesn't exist in our team. And as long as we can stay with that formula, it's going to mm-hmm. do well. And you know what? Inevitably, you know, just like we're seeing with our Patriots, there's going to be some down times and some down seasons. But if right. you build the right team, we'll win together, lose together, good times or bad. And, you know, so, but I think we can, of course we can. You know, we have to believe that we can. Absolutely. So. We just uh, learned, of course, of uh, Mills and uh, uh, Samisi Paye yeah. are heading uh, to Super Rugby, which I'm sure is a dream opportunity for both of them. Of so course. we wish them well. Uh, Samisi's been on this show. Just a great character, great guy. I talked to both of those guys on Instagram after the news broke um, and just wished them well. And, and they said, you know, we'll come back and, and, and visit uh, Fort Quincy again, which is awesome. Yeah, that really speaks to the culture that has been built up and the brotherhood and the love that these guys have with one another, that they want to come back that they're big time now. I mean, super rugby is way yeah. above MLR. Let's yeah, be it's real. A big league. Uh, it's a big, big league in this world. And uh, for them to want to have that desire to come back and see um, the, the free Jacks fans and, and the free Jacks players again, is, is really, really cool for them yeah. for that to be on their mind when they just, you know, signed a dream deal uh, and had their dreams come true. It's really, really cool. But I wanted to ask, this is a very, very difficult question. I know, but who is your favorite free Jack of all time? And I'm sorry for asking the question. There's so many, right? Question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've had, we've been unbelievably fortunate to get to meet Less. some of these guys on a very personal level. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've, you know, we've hung out, you know, we've gone racing with these guys, drinking beer, Castle yeah. Island, you know, uh, you know, some of these guys know some of the things that were going on, uh, personally in my life uh, during the season, you know, they came and, you know, gave my mother hugs and, you know, wished people well. And like, so no, I'm not picking a favorite. Uh, I think, um, I think, I think, I named some of the names earlier, unbelievable guys. Yep. Maybe I'll speak to each individually, but I mean, I think, you know, leadership and Josh is amazing. Mitch, yep. unbelievable. I mean, we have, you know, soft spot for LaRue. Yeah. You know, literally, I'll tell you crazy. So maybe Katie will make fun of me for this, but, or you'll think less of us, but, you know, I was at work. Uh, I missed a lot of the games, the World Rugby games, because, you know, World Cup, because I was always working, but I recorded them. I'd come home and watch. I got peacock you know so i could watch it and everything yep. but we uh you know all of a sudden i get a call katie was home i was working late and literally i pick up she's like she was crying she's like our little got hurt and like and i was just like and i mean at first i was worried but then I was just, you know and she spoiled the game for me she knows i don't like spoilers i like watching the games but we were so invested in watching like conradi and watching larue right. and like watching those games and you know I mean, we were like heartbroken over him um, getting hurt. And it's not, it's physical. Look, we all get injuries. It'd be fine. It's not about the physical. It was more about that it could be missing that opportunity and right. that moment. Uh, but it looks like, I mean, seeing the interview with you, you were so happy. He's not worried about it. He's not thinking about it. I think the I reception has been unbelievable. Yep. Everybody's rallied. I mean, yeah, unbelievable kid. Uh, again, 100%. you know, look at guys like you, man. Who was the first guy to literally run full sprint to the crowd in Chicago and holding up the shirt like this, you know, like yeah. unbelievable people, man. I, I think we're so blessed for the players that we have. And I hope, 
every single one of them comes back. I think that's the hardest part each season is just seeing some of these guys go. I know you mentioned Semi earlier. Yeah. We got to meet Semi at uh in Chicago and you know, we had a really amazing um, you know, we, we got to meet some of those guys and that was the first time I, we actually met Sinisi and you know, unbelievable guy, funny. Um, uh, yeah. By the way, Very him cool. and Walk is out of his mind with drinking games, <laughs> maniac. <laughs> What a what a blast! We learned all the international drinking rules. Left hand every day, but Sunday right hand on Sundays. Pinky on. I mean the whole bit. Uh, you know, pretty. Uh, yeah. In anyway, Smith is a good guy. That was an unbelievable night uh, hanging out with those guys um, after after we won, and it was pretty Heck cool. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, like, we fall in love with all of these players. Like, you know, I get sad when they move on, but I'm happy for them at the same time. It's a very, very bittersweet thing because they're going on to bigger and better things. Um, but you know, you're we're gonna miss them, uh, for sure. And and always the goal is like, yeah, I know. The thing is, like, we just want to keep all of them together, but that's just not realistic, unfortunately, where we are with the MLR at this point. So it's just it's sad to see them go, but we're happy for them. We need uh, uh, we need those salary caps to go up so we can start holding on to these boys a little longer. And, absolutely, absolutely. You know, yeah, and, but, and how that helps well, is just getting people through the gate. That's right? it. We got to get that's more it. people. Yeah, keep people so, coming to the games. Absolutely. And speaking of ways to get people through the gate, uh, festivals and musical acts—that's something close to your heart, I know. That is genius. What yeah. Uh, what, was, what was that? Oh, what, what was, was the favorite? favorite? Yeah. Uh, so I will start by saying. <laughs> The choice of bands in music yeah. is not, you know, not the typical stuff that I listen to. Sure, sure. Uh, it's it's quite uh, interesting. But I will say this: um, I absolutely have completely fallen in love with uh, Trample by Turtles. I know it wasn't a Free Jacks band; it was uh, yep. some, you know, uh, in between days. Yep. Man, the musicianship in that band is out of this world. I don't care if you like banjos and, and right. you got to check this band out trampled by turtles unbelievable uh yeah great band i had a blast you know the in-between days goes without saying you got to go to that like i don't know none of those i don't know any of those bands it's not really the stuff i listen to but i still Same. have a blast we did the last two years we mostly like they're not my bands i have no reason to be there but i like doing it because i'm supporting the club i'm still supporting mags and, and free jacks and everybody so katie and i will always buy tickets and go to that and the greatest part is you learn a bunch of bands that you don't, you realize right. like they're really good. And, yeah. and we had tons, tons. So like, um, yeah, the value in these tickets, you know, I don't know, like we get the season tickets so it's probably a little different, but to pay 20, 30 bucks, you get music before the show, you get entertainment for kids, you get a game, yeah. you get, uh, you know, you get a show after the game. Uh, we always win, knock on wood, drink, we can't <laughs> drink. A little sip. But anyway, yeah, we, we whenever we drink, we got to drink. But that said, uh, you can't beat it. I mean, that's an unbelievable right. value. I think the decision to do that in 2023, like you, you cannot make an excuse not to go to a game. 100%. It's too easy. Yeah, I mean, if you're not if you're not somebody that's very familiar with rugby, then you know the musical acts can also get you through the door. Sure. You know, the festival atmosphere that's a, that goes on there also helps with that. So it, it's all. You know, we're all moving this thing forward in different ways. And I think the Free Jacks are very, very good about doing that. It's just like, oh, you might not be familiar with rugby, but you know music, right? So come on right. through the door. Like all of this other stuff. A little bit. We saw yeah. a scene that was, I forget, but there was some pretty big acts during the season, like really well known. And yeah. all of a sudden you're seeing people walking in, they're wearing yep. the band shirt. It's like, hey, this person's right. probably not here for rugby, but they're here. Exactly. And now they're going to get exposed to rugby. Win-win. Right. You know? Yeah. So Old Crow cool. Medicine I hope, show, I hope man. 
That yeah. I mean, they're they're a big. I mean, like you know, they're not big, big, but like people know who they are. Like they're a very, very well known traveling band. And uh, <laughs> to get them through the, you know, to get them at Fort Quincy after a game is big time, baby. I, you know, I, I just I, was I'm, really, really blown away with that. I'm laughing because I just got a text from my friend Lou, who yeah. must be listening to the feed, but she just texted that she feels attacked by the uh -oh. trampled by turtles comment that's because uh -huh. i keep trying to show her that and she refuses to listen to anything that sounds like hillbilly ish and yeah. i've been trying to get a listen to this band forever i'm like if you ever consider yourself a rocker you have to listen to this so yeah she's probably she is being slightly attacked because she hasn't she still has not heard trampled by turtles and she should i would recommend it i've heard a couple of their songs they're pretty dang good and this is a hillbilly from north carolina so I, my my uh my opinion should weigh pretty heavy right now they're pretty good um all right he's still Let's... texting <laughs> now, now i'm getting attacked uh oh <laughs> um last free jack specific question for you here um favorite moment of all time is it the final in chicago or is it the uh, eastern conference final at home oh that's a good question i mean uh, I mean, definitely has else? to be okay. Actually, yes. So definitely has to be the final, of course. Yeah. I mean, literally, you know, that was a close game. I mean, drop kick there. We know that's what the guy wanted to do. I mean, that game could have ended. We could have lost at any second there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely greatest moment. I mean, that was there was so much, so much invested, in, especially when it, you know you feel a little bit like last year we should have done it. You know, but I actually have a better one. Uh, I, and this is a little more personal. But okay. it just goes to, again, I think maybe I even mentioned earlier, but, you know, we're going through some stuff. Uh, you know, we had a death in the family right in the middle of the season. Mm -hmm. And maybe one of the best Free Jack moments was, you know, we brought our whole family out. My aunt was here visiting from Portugal. Um, mm -hmm. And it was kind of, you know, for a few hours. I don't think any of us were thinking about that. So mm -hmm. I guess it was good. And like I said, we went on the field. You know, the guys are always super accessible. Few of them had already met my mom before. They knew, you know, we'd been going through some stuff and, you know, so that was, I'll make that the best moment. That's that a good one right there. Good. You know, the accessibility. Yeah. Those guys are unbelievable. yeah. yeah. They're, they're a they're hundred percent. Great, great individuals on the free Jacks. They're very, very nice uh, players uh, and people. Right. So like, it's always, it's a win-win for sure. Yeah. Um, let's talk about jujitsu for a second. It, they, I mean, <laughs> not my thing, but I know it's yours. You're a big supporter and practitioner of jujitsu. Uh, we had the new assistant coach, Palm uh, Samoa on the, um, uh, on the show recently. And I connected with him with you as well, uh, because he's looking to do some jujitsu when he gets here in January. Are you going to be rolling with him or what? What's the deal? What's the story? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's a big boy. So I'm going to have my yeah. hands full. <laughs> He's a big man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we, so yes. So this is a really cool thing because let's just say that I've been trying to con these guys into rolling and coming doing jujitsu for like two years. You know, I wow. think there's tons of stuff that we can do. You know, I don't know. You know, you always kind of say it, but these guys are busy. I get it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I know I've talked to like TK and stuff and like, you know, it'll be fun. Now with Palm coming. And so yeah. we already, after you kind of said, hey, you know, and you send me his contact, I reached out to him on Instagram. We chit chatted mm -hmm. for a minute. He's like, you know, he's going to Japan, but he'll be back in January. Right. So the way we left it off is as soon as he's back, we're going to get together. We're going to get together and kind of put together a little plan, a little like nice. program that we can get the boys involved in. So uh, I'm really pumped about that. I think that's awesome. Um, you know, you're talking a game of leverage. You know, that's where our game is too. And uh, I think there's going to be some fun. Um, some some fun stuff that we can do throughout the season uh it'll be both you know team building right get, mix a little bit of cardio in there again 
great thing about jujitsu is for an hour, you don't think about anything else. You just, you know, you're there, you're grappling, you know, uh, you don't have time to think of anything else or somebody's going to tap you out. So it's, right. uh, it's going to be a fun little thing to do where the guys can kind of, um, it, it'll be cool. We'll see. We'll, we'll definitely, we'll have to come on and then talk some more when we have a plan together, but I love that. Uh, idea. I think now that we got Palm, we'll definitely going to put a plan together and Very then cool. maybe, uh, see how that goes. So, yeah, I was I was thinking like it'll be perfect for mini games, right? You can like work a competition in there for those guys and it'll be good for, you know, cardio, as you're saying, and, and just competitiveness uh, because, you know, I'm sure it gets boring just sitting there talking about meetings all the time. So that's why that whole mini game thing was created. And by the way, other teams are taking that concept, but it was started by the Free Jacks to do that. Yeah. Uh, New York, by the way, also now doing it. Copycat League for sure. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, in, in relation to jujitsu, you've seen the explosion of popularity in that sport. Uh, just kind of comparing it to rugby, how does rugby, what does rugby have to do within this country to become a bigger deal than it is now? Well, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that's a loaded question, but I think time. Yeah. Uh, you know, jujitsu. So, I mean, I was very lucky. Uh, oh, well, First of all, jiu-jitsu has been around forever. Uh, mm -hmm. And even here in California, uh, sorry, here in uh, the U.S., it's also been around forever, right? It's been California, yeah. then came over to New York. Mm -hmm. You know, guys, you know, it, it's been around. But I was very lucky in that I felt that I found jiu-jitsu pretty early, like in this area in Massachusetts. So I used to live in Quincy. Um, did, so my instructor always has been uh, Master of the Deco. He's got a school out in Weymouth, and he, uh, he had a school in Quincy at the time. Okay. So, um, you know, started training with him. So I, I, I've been doing martial arts for a long time. Um, I had an injury in college playing football. And at the time, um, you know, when I was doing PT and the trainer was like, hey, you should look into like maybe boxing, something that gets your arm moving and, you know, just the movement motion, staying, stay mobile. And, um, and that was kind of the beginning of like fighting martial arts. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, like I was all in, like I loved it. I liked everything about it. And I can genuinely say of all the things that I've done, you know, from, uh, you know, Muay Thai, kickboxing, Taekwondo at the beginning, which nobody should do. Uh, when I, when I found jujitsu was the end all be all, like okay. I literally fell a thousand percent in love with it. It was the, it was the game of it all. It was the, like, it never ends. Uh, there's always going to be different body types. There's always going to be, there's always going to be more. There's always more, mm -hmm. there's always defense. There's always, it, it's so, so deep. And, uh, you know, and, and when we found it, um, you know, there wasn't a lot of access, you know, it was, it was early into, mm -hmm. you know, it was 2008, you know, 15 years ago, but wow. what's happened now is, you know, you fast forward, you know, usually, um, you know, rule of thumbs can take about 10 years to get a black belt and, you know, you, what's happened now is time. It's been 10 years. It's been 15 years. Mm -hmm. There's been an explosion now of black belts that are now capable of teaching more classes. Right. You know, you come see the deco. He's got such an unbelievable school. There's classes almost all day. He's got two mats, one upstairs, one downstairs. And he, uh, you know, there's and basically what it's doing is now that you have time, now that you have more black belts, you have more schools opening up more things, you know, you can draw in way more people. So you're mm -hmm. seeing this explosion because there's so much new blood, so many new people entering the sport. You right. know, we're fortunate to have a big niche, you know, as far as printing and talking that for a second again, like, you know, in what we do, we do a ton of martial arts, like jujitsu themed things in yep. the business. So we kind of see these numbers growing because we see how our clients are growing. So you fast forward next weekend, 
um, Tap Cancer Out, unbelievable uh, nonprofit. They're at 1,100 fighters. They had to turn it into a Saturday, Sunday tournament because 1,100. Wow. Like that wasn't happening. Like, you know, you do a tournament and have 40 people. Right. You get 1,100. We have American Grappling Federation in Texas. We literally did that order today. We did 753 shirts shipping to yeah. four locations. He's running four tournaments in one weekend. You know, so, you know, and so again, going back to time. So with, we're literally at the infancy of the MLR. You mm -hmm. give 10 years, 15 years, you can have kids that are learning about MLR today. Right. Now they now they see a future, they see a pathway. Yeah. They're gonna be going to college and realizing, like, hey, it does make sense to play this instead of college like I did. Uh, sorry, football like I did. Right. Because there is something you can do after. You know, you can go, you know, go through the academy program, get into the free jacks. So literally just wait, do it right, build it well, take mm -hmm. your time. One you know, one player at a time, grow yep. these guys, develop them in 10 or 15 years, we're going to see an explosion of MLR. As long as the league can stay healthy, these yep. teams can continue to put a good product out like the Free Jacks have. I mean, when we talk about product, it's all of it. It's the accessibility of the players, the yep. extra like community, music, yep. you know, the show, you know, the winning is an extra, but what we've yep. built, like, you know, if all the teams can buy into that, and the league can stay healthy 10, 15 mm -hmm. years from now, it's going to work itself out because now yeah. you've had time. Now you can have all these new kids coming in and that's mm -hmm. what's happening in jujitsu and why it's taken off. I mean, literally everybody's training their schools in every town. I love the optimism, man. I, I, I feel on the same page. It's just going to take time and obviously yeah. not just time, but a lot of effort from a lot of different people uh, coming together to push this thing along. But yeah, I mean, the more exposure that it gets, the bigger that it will be because the product itself is fantastic. Like, yeah. you know, I don't want to poo-poo other people's, you know, just, you know, personal choices on sports, but I think obviously we're doing a rugby podcast here. I think rugby is uh, above and beyond the, the best uh, sport, certainly better than a lot of the big ones in the United States right now. So people just need to put eyeballs on it. And when that happens, people will fall in love with it. So yeah, it's just a matter of time and, and effort and, you know, getting things right. And, and yeah, we'll, we'll be moving along. Each year has gotten better and better in terms of the product on the field. Oh, it has. Yeah. Um, yep. So, and, and that's going to be the case in 2024. Broadcasting. Do you remember Broadcast. that first season? I mean, cutoffs, audio, yep. you know, yeah. So, I mean, the pro it's getting better on the field and yep. off the field. Correct. So, but on the field, like even the level of play that last season, like you can see, I mean, remember Weymouth in the lacrosse field, like look where we are now. <laughs> it is, yeah. the it gets better every single year. 100%. Better, and faster, closer games, more competitive teams. Yep. It, yeah. And that's and if how you it's going to go. If you look around the league, especially in the Eastern Conference, which is what I pay most attention to, there's a lot of good players coming into this league on other teams. So, you know, I, I, I feel confident that the Free Jacks are going to be a very, very good team. But the teams around us that we play most of all are getting better. So that's always very, very encouraging. It just makes, you know, iron yeah. sharpens iron, right? So the competition will continue to increase, which is encouraging. I still rather they didn't get that much better. Right. So, uh, But uh, I, I feel good about our chances this year. Yeah. Um, I wanted to open up the floor to you, Carlos, um, and for you to speak directly to the Rangers, the Free Jacks fans, the listeners of this show. What do you have to say to them before we we get off of here? Just come to a game. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, just just come to the games. I, you know, like it's an unbelievable atmosphere. I, I mean, what we were talking about earlier. I mean, you can't beat it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, actually, you know, I got another story. 
but we had uh so for katie's birthday um we kind of were like in cahoots she didn't know but our friend, best friend Arwen or is her um a husband bj they flew in from utah they came in and so because she didn't know it was happening mm-hmm. i had to bring him to the game which i was going to do no matter what oh, okay. but we had the free jacks game on saturday and for me to say we're not going to the game like we've never missed a game so there was Same. no way we could like no yeah so there was no way we could bring them over and like miss you know so right. they had to be in on it so yeah. we brought them to the game case in point they are utah unfortunately but they are utah season ticket holders now they ah, loved it they literally okay. did it. they uh he got it for her birthday i think but that's awesome they, uh, so they you know so come to the games they fell in love with it um they ended up becoming season ticket holders for utah um, I still wish they would move here and be in New England <laughs> with us and be right. New England fans. But yep. yeah, go to games. It's a good time. You know, even, you know, it doesn't matter what team you support, just go support a team, Hell get yeah. involved. It's a good time. Like I said, like we always come up, we say hi to each other. A lot of the fans will just say hi to one another. I talk to the guy next to you. Everybody's there for the same reason. We've always Absolutely. had a good time chatting with, you know, whoever sits around us. And yeah, it's it's a good time. Yeah, bring people like you like you're describing. You yeah. brought folks, and now they're season ticket holders. That's how you convert people. It's not just telling them about it. Bring them to a game. Let them experience the atmosphere. Let them see it in person. Let them hear hear the tackles. You know the bodies colliding. That that will con, you know that will instantly bring draw people in and get their interest. So yeah, um, awesome. Carlos, this has been fantastic, man. Oh, once again, Incafy is the primary sponsor of the Jacks Ranger Show. This hat, this T-shirt was made by our friends at Incafy, and uh, you can check them out on Instagram at Incafy USA. Check them out on their website, Incafy.com. If you need T-shirt fulfillment, something embroidered, reach out to Carlos. Carlos, you want to give your number out here? There's no freaks uh, on this sure. one. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it's on the website anyway, but yeah, 617 617- <laughs> Three zero four six six four two, or just uh, sales at Incafy. Email still better. Sales at Incafy definitely email. And sorry for the Chris thing. It's your fault. We're talking about Jaeger bombs. I said I'd get that's, Chris and Lou it. here to verify that that's story, it. and that's why you got no called Chris. No but. worries, pal. We were talking before <laughs> we went live. We'll definitely have to have that conversation at some point on the show about the uh, the uh, origin story of Jaeger bombs. So uh, st- and make sure everybody out there, uh, Lou, you know, Lou uh, if she's still watching, she's twitching right now, and I know it. There you go. All right. We're going to say one word to exit the video. And you know what it is in three, two, one. Huzzah! Huzzah!